We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good morning, everybody. I'm Bart Winkler. Let's start this off right this Wednesday, April 4th edition. Uh, Tim Shea is at a bar. I'm coming down to my car. I'm in a bar. It still, like confirm, it still confirms the theory that you don't have a house. I know. I know. We're, we're, we're trying to get to the house. I, I will get you there. Don't worry. Tim, you can stay with me. High noon. Drinking a high noon. Do you need a place to stay? Maybe. I don't think your wife would want me there. Well, I don't want you here, but if you need a place to stay, can I be your living nanny? Uh, it would be great if you like took my kid to the park on the weekends when we did. Sure, work. yeah, I'll take care of the kid on the weekend. You and your wife go out on like a Saturday night little date. And... Uh, you and I both missed out on a bunch of money. Uh, my numbers were six and eight, and it finished six and nine. You had San Diego State. Uh, you went to the on Friday. Took San Diego Don't. State out of the four. What'd you get him at? Like plus six? Yeah. Yeah. No. I just. I just lost. I just. I just lost. I'm done. I'm- well, UConn wins another game by double digits. They've done it every time this tournament. They are your national champions. They win seventy six to fifty nine. Um, Tim, I often say that like talking about uh, Badger basketball is. That's the only time my job ever really felt like work because uh, I don't enjoy it. I think it's all college basketball. This game sucked. Um, it it pretty much. I mean, it was UConn from beginning to end. So, did did like do did people enjoy it? I didn't have a I didn't have a horse in the race. So, did, did here's the thing. Did Marquette fans enjoy it? Because they're like. Yeah, Big East, Big East, Big East, Big East, Big East, Big East. Well, do I, you root for Big Ten teams? I do. I do. I don't know anyone else, but if the Big Ten's in it, yeah, I'm rooting for them. Michigan State, Purdue, Wisconsin, obviously. I mean, whoever. If 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 they are in it till the end, I'm rooting for you. Well, I think Marquette fans would be really mad because. They beat UConn in the Big East Championship. That is the problem. Like, Marquette beat them in the regular season. They beat them in the tournament. And now UConn is the national championship. So, or the national champion. So, 
I got to be honest. I don't know, like, so I'm on uh, for Bill Ryder this week, 9 to 11 uh, Central Time. And I don't know what I'm going to say about this game. Like, I don't have thoughts. I don't have takes. I'll just, like, describe what happened. But if, if anybody wants to call the show, 855-212-4CBS, that would be the segment to call. The start of the segment, 9 o'clock, I'll be talking college hoops. I'll have absolutely nothing to say. And I'm going to try to stretch it for 15 minutes. I'll probably talk about the women's game and uh, how many people watch that, which I'll get into in a sec. But Tim, I wouldn't mind if you're not too hungover. I mean, give me a call. Tell me, tell me you were a big San Diego state fan and you're heartbroken. You could do that. You want to do that? Call in tomorrow. Tell me a big San Diego state fan. Oh, I'll try and call. I'll try and call. I'll call. I'll like, should I uh, use an, use a different name or something yeah uh yeah be uh be like, steve like, be steve from Zabeland. how about nick from arizona nick from arizona is good or steve how about from, uh steve from zabe yeah <laughs> i get it how about kb from drew town yeah i can do that yeah KB i think that would be good um all right, Tim. Well, I love you. Well, I love you too. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Tim Shea, him Shea at a bar. Through the power of podcasting, we will talk to Tim a little bit later. Uh, I way too much editing for this episode today, but hey, I'm just trying to get the best product out to the people. 
the product that got out to the people on Sunday afternoon for the women's game was very well received. You may have seen the number by now. 9.9 million viewers watch Iowa and LSU. So 9.9 million viewers. That's more than, ready, any women's college basketball game ever. All right, I think you could maybe predict that. Any major league soccer game ever. Well, no shit. Any Stanley Cup game since 1973. Stanley Cup does very bad ratings. I'm talking like 3 million. Nobody watches it. No offense. Uh, It did more than the Orange Bowl, the Sugar Bowl, the average of Thursday night football this year. It did better than the World Series in 2020. It did better than the most recent All-Star games in every major league. And it did better, yes, it did better than the 2021 NBA Finals with the Bucks and the Suns. I blame the Suns for that. Nobody wanted to watch Chris Paul get a ring. Unfortunately, they did not. It uh, has outranked every NFL NHL game in the last 50 years, including the Stanley Cup and every NASCAR race since 2017, including the Daytona 500. So big moment for women's basketball, I would think, there. Do have a voicemail from Matt on the Carl's Place voicemail line, 402-915-BART, 402-915-BART. This is Matt in the falls. Uh, I was okay with the you can't see me move from, I forgot her name already. No, I didn't, Angel Reese. I think Matt's on the opposite side. Hey, Bart, it's me. Uh, been a while since I've been on the uh, Carl's Place voicemail line, but it's always good to be back. Um, just called in to tell you uh, why you're wrong about the uh, women's college basketball hand-in-the-face thing. Um, so the first chick, uh, what's her name, Caitlin Clark, uh, she did it as it was like kind of going out to nobody, and it was just like, a, you know, I'm – I'm, I'm freaking hot right now and you can't see me. Like it was, it was like a general open-ended like thing. And it was just like, Hey, I'm, I'm smoking hot right now. The problem was when the second chick did it also, I have no idea what her name is. The LSU chick, when she did it, it was a direct taunt to another player. It wasn't like, Oh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm hot right now. And you know, I can't be stopped. It was, it was an, I'm better than you taunt. Like, oh, you think you're cool doing this? Like, now I'm going to do it. And it was weird because the first time Caitlin Clark did it, she wasn't doing it to the LSU girl. So the LSU girl was, like, taking offense to something that wasn't directed at her and then, like, giving it back to her, but she didn't have the place to give it back. You know what I'm saying? So uh, Caitlin Clark, just out to the world, I'm hot, I'm smoking hot, scoring a lot of points. LSU girl was a direct, I'm better than you, you're a little bitch taunt. So that's why everyone was upset. That's why you're wrong. And, uh, yeah, I hope you have a great rest of your night. See uh, Matt, great points. Uh, you're, very, you're very convicted in why I'm wrong. Uh, and actually, the problem is that you are wrong um, because what the uh, LSU chick, chick, chick was doing, um, Angel Reese, she was taunting back. I think at one point she said, like, I'm respecting the SEC. No, I don't think that's it. I think, like, with LSU, man, the whole weekend was about Iowa. The whole weekend uh, weekend was about Kalen Clark. And so everybody's, like, focused on them, not giving LSU a chance at all. Plus, this Angel Reese, we know her name now. Not that she wasn't good anyway, but she's going to make a lot of money. I don't know. I just, in sports, like... 
this is competition. This is rigged competition. And there's going to be moments where, you know, emotions fly high and you do things that you don't normally do in real life. Like you can't walk into a insurance firm and you can't see the person against you. I guess you could. You probably should. I don't know. I just, I don't know. But either way, a lot of people watched. And I would hope that Iowa and LSU play each other next year. I don't know what the scheduling's like in college basketball. I don't know how that goes. But I would hope that they play each other next year uh, for sure. Uh, let's see. Should I play anything else? I feel like I should play the Jim Nance goodbye. And I don't really want to. Um, I do want to talk a little bit about the Raw after WrestleMania. Uh, it was terrible. I don't think there's been a good Raw after WrestleMania surprise since Brock Lesnar in like 2012, which he actually came back and destroyed Cena, and that's kind of what he did tonight. He destroyed Cody Rhodes. So Cody Rhodes, who I think uh, I wanted to see him beat Roman Reigns, and I've read a few articles to kind of, this is why they're doing it, long-term storytelling. They're going to make him work for it, just like Dusty, only he'll be the one to do it. Uh, I just thought like that was the most interesting moment of the night where Brock and Cody were going to tag. Brock turns on Cody. Other than that, I thought the show was a massive waste of my time. AEW, not AEW, my bad. Oh, that might be one of the reasons, too. Because as soon as Cody was going to win, I had a tweet ready to go about how this motherfucker really went to AEW, formed AEW, came back and won the title. And maybe WWE wasn't ready for that yet. Maybe WWE wants to wash Cody of any AEW stain before they go ahead and make him a WWE guy. Maybe they never think of him as a WWE guy again because of what he did uh, to form AEW. I don't know. Um, but it's interesting. I'm certainly, I'm not like not compelled about it. It's just like to what I said the other night, when wrestling is good, there's nothing better. Saturday was so great, but when it sucks, it is so bad. It's so bad when it's bad. And there was a lot of Vince McMahon influence on Monday night. I think uh, you saw that with Brock and Roman and Omas and whatever. Uh, WWE is now owned by Endeavor. So this is the company that ran UFC. They now run technically both. I don't think it's going to really change anything. I think there's a lot that WWE can benefit from with this relationship. My worry is, my big worry, is that uh, they're going to go back to a pay-per-view model. So as a wrestling guy, I don't watch every AEW pay-per-view because I don't want to pay $50 for it. And I, I did not watch every WWE pay-per-view when it was $50. Now that I can pay $5 a month for Peacock, I, of course, I, I mean, that's a bargain. But if they go back to that pay-per-view model, uh, I might just go back to the big four, Royal Rumble, SummerSlam, uh, maybe Money in the Bank if you count that. I don't know. I mean, I'm not I'm not paying 50 bucks to watch the Saudi Arabia one. You know, I, I, I just hope that they don't do that. But they probably, uh, the speculation is they might. All right, uh, next part of the show will be the Brewers post-game. Jumped on after the game. I do, in the next 20 minutes here, call Brian Anderson, Brett Anderson, every time. Like six or seven times. You know what I mean. Hey, it's, it's opening day for all of us. Bob Euchre called Bryce Terang Brian Anderson on his Grand Slam. You don't see that online because they tactfully edited it out. Uh, Pat Mayo had this tweet. Pat Mayo, I don't know who this guy is, but I've been mutual files with him for 30 years. He says, unpopular opinion, Bob Euchre might want to think about hanging it up. 
He's making mistakes all over the place and doesn't quite know the rules, as in the new rules. Uh, give the 90-year-old man a week or two to figure it out. I don't know what the hell's going on out there. All right, Brewers postgame, Bar Winkler show. Yeah, how about that? That cowbell, baby. 40,000 of them given out, allegedly. Sellout crowd at the home openers. The Brewers beat the Mets 10 to nothing. Again, allegedly. Uh, I was at most of the game, which is a lie, but I will correct that in just a second. Let's talk some Brewers here. This portion of the show brought to you by our good, good buddies at Happy Place Hemp. That's right, Happy Place Hemp. HappyPlaceHemp.com. The promo code is BART. 25% off every single order you get at Happy Place Hemp. So whether it's one order, whether it's your second order, whether it's your ninth order, your 80th order, or whether you order all 365 days out of the year, every single order you get comes with 25% off at HappyPlaceHemp.com. We're talking the CBD gummies to help you sleep, maybe to help you focus some of the THC-free ones, maybe just the CBD and THC gummies to help you feel nice. Maybe maybe one of those. HappyPlaceHemp.com. The promo code is BART. All right, so the Brewers win. We'll just talk about it a little bit here. They beat the Mets 10 to nothing. This was a nice way to start the season. And for a team that did not score a run, I believe, through the first 16 innings of the regular season, they have been putting up the runs now uh, at a nice pace. A bunch of runs on Sunday, and then Monday afternoon, they put up 10, including a seven spot in the fifth inning. So the Brewers finally get their first home run of the season. That came off the bat of Brett Anderson. That gave them runs number two and three on the year. And then a couple of more runs. Adamas with the single. There's a nice fifth inning where the guys are really moving around the bases. And then, yes, home runs are rally killers, but this was fine. Bryce Terang hit his first home run ever in front of his parents in the home opener, and it happened to be a grand slam. So nice effort from all these guys. One of the things that we talked about a little bit yesterday and through the weekend is it's good to see the young guys kind of inject some life into this. That's what's so good to see, uh, inject some life into what's going on here. And I do think the young guys are a part of that. Again, so good to be celebrating. These are, these are like cowbells. I would say this was a giveaway today. 40,000 of them at one time is a lot better than one. You know what I mean? One cow, like 40,000 cowbells is actually a nice kind of noise. This sucks. Uh, Ben says, hello. Jake says, now let's bring up Sal Freelick and let all the kids have fun. Yeah, Sal Freelick's like, can I come up too? You know, I'm. I'm watching, I'm watching Bryce Terang hit a grand slam. I'm watching Garrett Mitchell have fun. I'm, I'm watching Joey Weimer and his beautiful head of hair fly down the first baseline. Me and Keston will just hold down the fort here. Me, Keston, and uh, Tyler Naquin will hold down the fort here in, uh, in Nashville. So great outing for the Brewers. Uh, again, they win 10 to nothing, and that's what you like to see. Tomorrow should be a fun day. Max Scherzer against Wade Miley. Just two guys going in this one off the mound for the Brewers. Freddie Peralta, who went 85 pitches and six innings, seven Ks, just two hits. Really good outing from Freddie. 
think he gave up a hit right away early or put a guy on or two, but he was able to settle in and have a, you know, it's not an opening day start, but it's a home opener start. And those are got to feel just as good. So a great performance from Freddie. And then Bryce Wilson comes in with the save because he pitched in three innings, uh, even though they were up what 10 to nothing, pretty much the entire time he was in for three innings, which qualifies as a save. So great performances from the pitching today, obviously great from the hitting. Uh, if there's one thing that you want to look at and be a little bit worried about, if you want to be a complainer, uh, Christian Yelich 0 for 4 today and 4 strikeouts. So, yes, the young guys are producing. Yes, some of the new guys, some of your Renta guys, your Jesse Winkers and your Brett Andersons are producing. Anderson 2 for 3, 3 RBI today. Uh, like I said, Bryce Terang hit his first home run. That was a grand slam. But Christian Yelich going 0 for 4. Still very early, but I don't think it's it's been a long time since we've seen signs that Yelich is hashtag back. I know he had a hard ball, a line drive to left field the other day. Does that mean he's hashtag back? No, but that's what we try to justify because that's where we're at with Christian Yelich at this point. Um, I did go to the game. I was I was at the game. I was. I was at the game today. I was there. Went to the opening day. I, I've been to opening day like the last 10 opening days outside the COVID year, which I did sneak into one of their scrimmages via the press. Uh, I don't know if anyone will understand this. I'm not sure if I quite understand this. I ended up leaving early. Okay, well, sometimes people leave early. That's fine. I left early. Like, I left in the third inning. I left early, early. And so I missed Brett Anderson's home run. I missed, uh, I'm, I obviously missed Bryce. Ter well, I saw Terang's home run. I was just on my couch. I left early. A lot of these opening days, what I've done is, you know, hung out in the parking lot, interviewed people, dressed real nice in my suit, gone to the press box, hobnobbed, walked around the park anywhere I wanted to go. And I don't have the ability or right to do that anymore. And I don't know if it was because it was opening day and it was such a spectacle and it was like a big thing I did every year, but it just felt we, I, I felt like, I don't know how Tim Shea does it. Tim used to work for the Brewers and he goes to a bunch of games. I don't know how he does it. I felt like I got fired from a job I never had. I never worked at the Brewers. I hardly did anything when I was there, like barely asked questions, just recorded some sound interviews go home i just i just did not i i felt weird it was weird i i can't explain i don't even think i can explain it to myself and that's why i was too embarrassed to almost say it here but i did get busted by someone that saw me leaving so i think ryan uh mentioned that he saw me leaving so i did have to bring it up but yeah it was it was weird i just i had to get home i had to get home and i don't know also i think i'd like watching the game on TV better than being at the game. Now it depends maybe on what uh, seats you have, but I think I, I like watching the game better on TV, especially with some of these rule changes. First inning, the uh, pitch count went out for Carlos Carrasco and I had no idea what was going on. I thought, I thought they were checking him for like an illegal substance from where I was sitting. Uh, so then you pull up Bally sports and you start watching on TV what's happening um, 
while you're at the game because there's really no good way to explain it. I like that when they do a review now, the guy will at least come on the intercom and say, this was a uh, overturn. I like that. Remember, they used to not do that. So I think I just you find out more on TV. You know, they do have pitch clocks there. So wherever you're sitting, you, you should be able to see a pitch clock if you haven't uh, checked them out yet. The pitchers can see them behind home plate. There's They're all over the stadium. So you should be able to see the pitch clock. But you got to keep track of the pitch clock now. You got to keep track of disengagements, which they're calling the throws to first. You got to keep track of batter's timeouts. You got to keep track of uh, still the mound visits. It's just a lot of stuff to keep track of. And when you are at the game, you know, that can get a little uh, hairy. How did we ever decide if you're keeping score? How did we ever decide how to mark a ball or a strike down if it was? um, Because one of the Mets struck out in the ninth inning. They didn't care. One of the Mets struck out in the ninth inning on a pitch violation. And I don't know how you backwards K forwards K the K on the bottom with the legs stretching out. Um, I don't know. So that part is still weird. I still think it's for me. Uh, I enjoy watching a baseball game on TV better than I do being at it just because I have a better sense of what's going on. Uh, ben says, I sound like an old man with my complaining. Well, I wasn't even going to go to this game at all in any way, but I didn't want to have to worry about parking. And so I did buy a a parking seat. I got a ticket on the free 99 level, so I didn't feel too bad about it, but I did pay for parking and I bought a beer. Okay. So, you know, I pay, I I invested, I invested my time in there. I sound like an old man because I am an old man. That's, uh, that's what we got to, that's what we got to realize. I sound like an old man because I am an old man. I have old man thoughts. I have old man body. I have old man like habits. You know what I did? I had a seat in the 200s. I never sat in my seat when I was there. I went up and sat in the 400s because I had more room. (laughs) I, I had more room to like stretch out and just like blob up there. So I sat in the 400s when I was there to do that. And then, okay. I'm sitting in the 400s. This is the highest level of AmFam, as most of you know. I'm sitting up in the 400s. If you're going up to the 400s, just sit anywhere. If, you, if you're going up to the 400s, don't be like looking at your ticket like, mine row seven, mine row J. I mean, just sit somewhere. I was all by myself. Someone sits right like behind me, right next to me. And so I moved, and then I'm the weirdo. If you're in the 400s, you can sit wherever you want. The 400s were not filled in today. Uh, allegedly, it was a sellout. There weren't 41,000 people in there at any time. I do understand that it's opening day, and some people might tailgate a little bit longer, or people might just get, like, the vouchers, or they might get, um, you know, tickets, and then they end up at Kelly's Bleachers or whatever. Getting a ticket for opening day is half the battle. Making it in can still be a, a little hard. Uh, I do want to also say, as I was walking to my car, I want I want to give this, I want to give this, uh, this, I get points to go to heaven for this. You know, like the good place gives out heaven points and hell points. I get points to go to heaven. I was walking by, somebody had left, when I went back to my car, somebody had left all their tailgating stuff out, and there was a beautiful deck of Lambeau Field playing cards, along with a mostly 
full bottle of fireball whiskey and I didn't steal it. I didn't steal it. So I get some points for that. Cause it was just, I mean, that's I, I what I want. I want to I want Americans and I want Milwaukeeans to feel a level of trust again. I want to get back to the days where we could keep our doors unlocked at night. You know, it was a lot easier to steal stuff that way. Uh, let's see. Sean says a guy leaves a 10 game a little early so he can provide free content to a bunch of ungrateful fuckers and is then mocked by those fuckers. <laughs> you are doing God's work. Uh, Bart Winkler. Thank you, Sean. Josh says not stealing gets you to heaven. Yes. I had a sinful urge to steal and I overcame the urge. I had an altercation with the demons, with the devil today. And I, I, I overcame. I was being tested. Now, I didn't tell you about what I saw on the next table. A very handsome uh, bag of cornhole that I brought home. No, 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 I didn't steal. I didn't steal. So, felt good about uh, that. KJ says, have a day to ring. And that really is the story coming out of this one. I mean, what I really appreciate about these young guys is we get to see a lot of their first. We're going to see their first home run. We saw Garrett Mitchell's first triple the other day. We get to see uh, not just Terang's first home run, but it was his first grand slam. And then that turns into his first curtain call. And this is all on their first home opener. We get to see a bunch of first, and that is very, very cool. It's very cool to see that. It does, you know, it, it might be stupid. It might be lame. But, you know, you, you, the Brewers have kind of had the same team presented to you for the last few years. Very good pitching. Will the hitting hit? Here's a Dan Vogelbach. Here's a Rowdy Telez. Here's an Andrew McCutcheon. Here's a Hunter Renfro. Here's a Colton Wong. Here's an Owen Miller. Here's a bunch of guys, you know, a bunch of guys in different situations. And at what point, um, you know, it's, it's basically all the same. It's a bunch of veterans. Yelich, a guy we traded for, and and the good pitching staff. But now there's this like infusion of youth, and we get to experience all this stuff together. We get to see when Terang's parents are being interviewed, and they're at the game, and they just happen to see Bryce Terang hit his first home run, which is also a grand slam. We get to see all that. We get to enjoy all the first. Tom says it's too soon to say, but is baseball fun again? Yes. Yes, there's a level of baseball that is enjoyable again. I'm looking forward to the next game already on Tuesday night. Now I will not go. And I also, Hey, I went alone. Okay. I did go alone. So I was getting some heat earlier cause I left the game early. I mean like very early, but I did go alone. I was there by myself. So I wasn't like, I wasn't like in a group setting. I wasn't like on a date or with my wife. I wasn't there with my kid. You know, I was, you know, I was by myself. I was, just, I, was, I was by myself, you know, tried to check out the new restaurant. The line was super long. Um, going to the bathroom in the 400s is still the play. There's very few people up there. So uh, that worked out very well for me again today. But uh, it's always good to be at the ballpark. It just, it, it felt a little weird. It felt like I was going back to a job. I didn't get, and earlier, earlier on Monday, I went back to a job. I actually, I went back to a building. I actually lost a job from and did Bill Ryder's show on CBS sports radio in my old studios. Didn't feel weird about that. But then I go to the ballpark 
where I occasionally did work for my station and it did feel like I had gotten fired from a job I never had. And that sucked. And I don't know if it's just an opening day thing or what, but uh, that did, that did sort of suck. Uh, Owen Miller got in, got in late. The broadcast was talking about that. We'll see if these guys start to work in a little bit consistently. It's pretty much been the same lineup now that the young guys are in there for the most part. Uh, Contreras had a hit. I still think we're going to see a lot better out of him. Jesse Winker had another, uh, another hit and an RBI. He's up to 364 in just four games, but he had a real tough first day and uh, was better today. Mike says launch Yelich into the sun. And that might be the, you know, that might be the, the make or break here. That might be the thing. You've got a team that can pitch. We've seen that. Freddie today was incredible. Really good. I think the issue is if they're going to be true contenders, the hitting and the young hitting needs to catch up to the pitching and they need to do it within the next two years. Mark Antonazio talked a little bit, uh, had some comments regarding, you know, these guys are going to be tough to keep Adamas and Woodruff and Burns, and they probably won't be able to keep them. So what I think the best scenario would be is try to compete for two years with these guys. I'm not thinking rebuild because who are you going to get? Like, what are you going to trade Corbin Burns for? A bunch of prospects? You've got Corbin Burns. Okay, you've got Corbin Burns. And I think keeping, you don't need to, I'm not, I'm not like, you don't need to get anything out. You don't need to get anything for him. I would rather keep him. So now it's just been a couple of games again, but these young guys have made an impact and, uh, and we'll see if they can start competing a little bit. Cause this, they could get a window. I don't know that they have a window. They could get a window. Uh, Mike also says no way. Freelick isn't a better leadoff option than Yelich. We'll never know. Yelich uh, is going to be in this lineup. And the best we can do is hope that he figures it out. I mean, that's the best we can do is hope he figures it out. And so far, there's been a lot of encouraging things. Um, but at this point, at this point, uh, he's not hitting that well. Ken says, anyone else enjoying the new pace of the games? I totally am. Yeah, so this is a, this is a day where the game was a little quicker and it made sense. The game was over in the fifth inning. It was 10 nothing. It didn't need to go on for three and a half hours. So I'm somebody who is still like not trying to, you want to talk about old man takes. I don't think I want the games to be faster. I don't mind that they're long. I don't, I never, I don't mind the pace of the game. Okay. But it is nice that the game can end and you can go pick up your kid or it is nice that the game can end and, you know, you can go. It, it, this game was over. It was 10 nothing. So, why do it for another two hours? Now, if you were at the game and wanted to stay longer than I did, maybe you're like, oh man, it's over already. I bet the surrounding bars are going to be happy. Um, well, surrounding bars, the surrounding parking lot, and then the bars. We all agree there should be some sort of beer district. But, you know, this is just – it's a different thing that we're going to have to keep pace with and, and keep accustomed to. I did see people arriving in the third inning. So that that maybe isn't the move anymore. You know, people like to come in late. And so maybe you try to get in a little bit early. Try getting a little bit early and enjoy the game. Brewers' next game will be Wade Miley against Max Scherzer. That will be on Tuesday night. 
and they now are three and one on the season. Let's let's get back to Tim Shea for a second uh, to talk a little Brewers. Tim, how do you do it? How do you go to Miller Park? I felt like I was going into a place. I felt like I was going into a job that I didn't even get fu- like I, I got fired from a job I never even had. How do you do it? Just gotta put a smile on, Bart. How long did you work there? Thirteen years. Don't you feel like you should still have access to every room and every door? Right. I mean, I was just a press guy, but I thought like I thought I should have been in the press box. And I was kind of mad that nobody was like, hey, you want to come in? I don't know. It just I don't think it's a natural complaint. I don't think anybody like gets it. It's not I just it's weird. It was weird for me because I never worked there. I did work that like I I did some work. Did you try? Like, did you try to go in there? Or? No, I would never do that. And then, even if I, I did, know. I know it's like all all my enemies. Are in, are in there. But I just don't know how you do it. Uh, well, the first couple of years I didn't. Like the first oh, year, like my first opening day to go there, I lasted five innings. Yeah. I lasted three. Hey, at least you went. I did go. That's all that matters. And you got what you needed. I took a picture. My, my second year, I I probably lasted six or seven. And then after that, I'm like, fuck this. Sorry for the Well, I missed the Bryce Terrain homer. The Grand Slam. Yeah. It was pretty it was pretty awesome, actually. I mean, I saw it. I was on my couch is the problem. Yeah. Oh, and then um, I couldn't find my car leaving. That was a nightmare. Well, yeah. Did were you like like honking your horn to yeah. the parking lot? Yeah. Two other things I didn't mention on the uh, post game part of this. Great video of a guy whipping his cock out and peeing everywhere. Uh, um. By the way, breaking news, and I I'm pretty sure you can air this. I'm pretty sure I got clearance from this because he did text me. Uh, congratulations to our boy, uh, Brett and Tosa. Oh, baby. Baby boy. Hey. Baby boy. Yeah, Brett was going to go to the game, but then his wife went into labor. Uh, WISN did a really good story on that, by the way. So check it out. On him? On him, yeah. On Yeah. Really? Yeah, it was really good. How did they find that out? Um, they crowdsourced. I mean, literally, they went through the parking lot. I'm pretty sure, and uh, found his tailgate, found his family tailgate, and they got literally as they were filming, they got the announcement, which is more than awesome that they had a baby boy. Oh my! Because Brett's been to like every tailgate his whole life. Uh, Brett's been to every Brewer game since opening day since he's been a baby. Yeah. So, oh. if you give me like two seconds, I can give you the name of the child. No, that's okay. I don't. I don't need his name. All right. All right. I'm just saying. But unless, no. it's, unless it's Bart or him, Shay. It's neither. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh. What and what about like. This guy from the Mets uh, that covers the Mets from the Athletic got about two million views on his tweet, saying there was a flyover at American Family Field. The roof is closed. Like that's something that I think we get to make fun of. 
I don't like that the whole world's making fun of us for that. No, no, like shame on him. Are you sure uh, uh, Zach Weber doesn't have anything to do with that? Shout out Mets, by the way. Mm, yeah, I like Zach. Yeah, yeah, but he, I'm sure he was like, hey, go cover this because their roof is closed. Come on, let's be real. I mean, it's still nice to have a flyover in your city every now and then. Oh, I felt it. You felt it. We were together. We felt it. I actually didn't feel it. That's what she said. Uh, funny. <laughs> I, I, I hope there was one guy in Milwaukee. I hope there was just one guy in Milwaukee that the plane flew over so fast and he turned to his his girlfriend and he said, baby, I did that for you. I hope there's just one guy smart enough to do it. God damn you. Yeah. So, again, nice video of you with your uh, dick out peeing all over Miller Park. We'll that was the- not me. That was tonight. not me. Pretty Lord. good. God damn you, Bart, I swear. One of these days, Bart, I'm going to shoot you to the moon. I. If people really think that was me, oh. I Trust me, no one does. No. 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 If that was not me. That was like your brother, I feel like. Rude. All right, love you again. All right, Bart. Uh, thank you, Brewers. God, this is this could be our team this year. Again, uh, as I mentioned, Tim is at a bar. <laughs> Drink up, brothers. Good night. A couple other things to talk about here as we uh, conclude Monday's show. Again, I'll be on Writer Than You on Tuesday morning. If you want to catch that, I'll have National Championship Reaction. And uh, we'll talk some NBA, some MLB. Maybe I'll make more of a case for Giannis to uh, win the MVP on the national platform that I had. The thing I like doing uh, the best about CBS Sports Radio is I have no idea where I'm on. I got a text from Mike Wickett today. He said I was on one of the stations in Des Moines. Beats me. I don't know. I know I'm on in Rochester, New York. And, of course, I'm on 1250 AM The Fan in Milwaukee. Of course, I'm on uh, there. Check out Omaha Steaks. They've got great packages. Weather's getting nicer. They build the packages together, whether it's the filet mignons or the tenderloins or the chicken breast or what have you. The jumbo franks are very good. The apple tartlets cannot be uh, missed. They put the packages together, which helps you save a bunch of money in the first place, and then you can go ahead and save even more money with my promo code BART. The promo code is BART, B-A-R-T. Type that in, get 30 more dollars off your order at omahasteaks.com. i got a voicemail here, 402-915-BART, 402-915-BART. Uh, I don't think it's about the Brewers or the Bucks or the Packers. It's just Marcus in Denver calling us up. All right, Marcus in Denver, what do you got? Marcus in Denver calling about the Colorado Rapids Burgundy Blue post game show against LAFC. Uh, right off the bat, I'm not much of a soccer fan. Never been a soccer fan. Don't watch anything soccer. Not even the World Cup. Nothing. Um, but my wife is from Brazil, and soccer is a one down there, and it's the biggest thing ever. And they have a couple Brazilians on the team actually. Uh, Max Alves. Dude's a beast. He's only like 21 years old. Um, game was a lot of fun. I uh, 
was expecting just to like show up and, and drive right in, but we had to sit in traffic entering the stadium for like 45 minutes. And once we got there, the place was absolutely packed. People were kind of going crazy. Obviously, nothing. She said it was super calm compared to soccer games in Brazil where people fight each other and whatnot. So I'm actually trying to see that in Brazil. Um, going to Sao Paulo soon. Um, LAFC seems like a decent team, but kind of stand by what you say about uh, Denver shouldn't have professional sports teams. <laughs> Coming from sea level LA to to play in Denver and play soccer and run around for ninety minutes straight, you could tell LA was pretty tired. Uh, game finished zero zero, um, but I'd definitely go again. It was a good time. Uh, a lot of back and forth, a lot of close moments, a lot of corner kicks. Uh, I enjoy it. Ten out of ten recommend. I'm pretty excited for Milwaukee to get their soccer team, and. Um, I was going to mention to you, if, if you're still looking for a hockey team to, to just ride it out with Buffalo, man, I uh, I kind of adopted the Avalanche. I've been out in Colorado for about 10 years now, and I bought into them when the stock was very low, and I got to reap the rewards from it. So I'm sure one day with the Sabres, you'll be able to do the same, and you'll be able to, to hang that head on similar as the Bucks, because, you know, we, we've been in that stock when it was pretty low, too. So uh, love the show. Love the guests. Love listening to the camaraderie. Uh, shout out him, Shay. Probably the best on the show. Um, take care, Bart. Thanks for taking my call. Oh, and uh, I don't want to go on the air, but can you play the Bobby Portis song, please? Thank you. Uh, well, too late for that. So, sorry. I would just try to YouTube the Bobby Portis song. I don't know what music I can and cannot play. So I'm not really like I'm not I'm not trying to get in trouble with the music. I'm being super cautious on that. The uh services that I use do have a few generic songs. So I can play this tune called Feeding the Ducks. I guess that kind of sounds like Bobby Portis, go there, Bucks and Six, go get them. Rigor Mortis and Bobby Portis remain there. Maybe not. Uh, Well, Marcus, thanks for the call. Thanks for the soccer takes. Calls are brought to you by Carl's Place, 402-915-BART, 402-915-BART. You can leave them on the Carl's Place voicemail line, Carl's Place, carlovet.com backslash um, Bart. And you can also check those out as well at the uh, website that I have, bartwinklershow.com. Again, bartwinklershow.com. No NBA on Monday, which is really weird. Not one single game. They may have all stepped aside for the college basketball tournament, I suppose. I think the NBA the last couple of days, there were only two games on Saturday night. That was against the Final Four. There should have been day games. That was stupid. Uh Sunday, there were a bunch of games, but there were only two good games, and those were both at night also. One was on TV, um, national TV, Warriors in Denver, and then Jokic doesn't play. Bucks and, and Sixers, you would think that would be a national TV game. That was just on our good old friends, Bally Sports Wisconsin. And and then on Monday, there were no games to bow out for the national championship game. Bucks are back in action. Uh, back, 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 back in action. I'm going to bring the cowbell out for when I – can't fucking talk 
Bucks are back in action on Tuesday night. So we'll have a post-game show. Bucks and Wizards and the Mets and the Brewers will be in action. Uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll play it by ear. We'll be live at some point, maybe as the Brewer game is wrapping up or as the Bucks game is over. We'll see. No Chris Middleton. They're going to sit him out tonight with injury management. This is going to be the last back-to-back he'll have to miss a game for since they're going to be done with back-to-backs and then go into the playoffs, of which there are no back-to-backs. And no Grayson Allen, mild to medium, I think was what Coach Bud described his injury as. He's out with a tight ankle sprain. Myers Leonard is probable for you uh, Myers Leonard fans out there. We could see him against Washington. And I wonder if we see more Pat Connaughton then. If Grayson's not playing and Milton's not playing, Connaughton's kind of been erased from the lineup. He only had one minute the other day. Hasn't played really in the first halves and then the other night uh, Sunday didn't play at all so we'll see if that's a trend that continues or what the Bucks decide to do there but it's funny because with Pat Connaughton that season that they won the championship he was awful and then in the playoffs he was really good so you thought he kind of bought himself some time we'll see if they use him in the playoffs or not right now it just doesn't appear to be trending that way and they are deeper this time around than they were a couple of years ago I I do believe that. So no Middleton tonight, no Grayson Allen, but the Bucks have the Wizards just after six, and the Mets uh, come to uh, Milwaukee for game two. That'll be after 6.40 tonight. We'll be live at some point on Tuesday evening. One last thing on the Packers I'll tell you about. The Packers, uh, there, there's more rumblings. Peter Schrager of Good Morning Football had dinner with Robert Sala, the Jets coach, and so he was reporting about their dinner. And it seems like the Packers still very much want that that pick overall number 13. And it seems like the Jets don't want to give it to him. But as Peter was saying, the Jets desperately want Rodgers. They flew everybody out to Rodgers' house. He says he was kind of surprised. I think I think everybody in the scenario is surprised, Rodgers and the Jets, that the Packers are playing hardball. And I think it's weird that everyone just assumed that the Packers were just going to do whatever the Jets and Rodgers wanted. So I still think the Packers should try to get as much as they can out of the Jets, uh, really work for that first-round pick. You don't have to make a trade before the draft. You can really squeeze the Jets after. Everyone still seems to think that it will be done, the trade before the draft. Uh, But, again, I just want the Packers to get the best deal for them. All right, a little shorter of a show than yesterday. No uh, five-hour WrestleMania recap on this one. But we got a little raw earlier there for, for the masses. But uh, we'll be back on Wednesday, and we'll be live Tuesday night to record that show. I'm Bart Winkler. We'll talk to you later.